Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Leviticus chapter number 23, just, just a few verses here, but, but a lot of information. If, uh, I, I, I didn't really do trumpets justice last week. There's so much in that, I kind of just hit the high spots on it. And, and there's even more in this tonight. That, I'm telling you, this is, this is deep water. Uh, day of atonement and it, it just touches this though this is a, this is a feast uh, a feast time a time of feast a day but uh, it, it it's 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 stuck between it's it's I'm trying to choose the right words trumpets and tabernacles and you got atonement stuck in the middle there and for the Jew, for the Jew, it, 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 it's relevant to their coming back. It is. And I, historically, they just kept this up till, till uh, well, they probably, probably practiced it in the time of Christ, but uh, the, the Holy of Holies was empty. The, the Ark of the Covenant wasn't there. So really, it was, it, was just, it was just motion. And it was of no benefit. It, 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 unless this blood went to the right spot, the Day of Atonement didn't atone for anything. It was just another day. But here in, I'm going to launch from this. Most of this information now will come out and you don't read it tonight. Go home and read it out of Leviticus chapter 16. But when he speaks to this in, in Leviticus 23 and uh, verse 26. If you found it, shout amen. amen. And the Lord spake unto Moses saying, Also on the tenth day of this seventh month. There shall be a day of atonement. It shall be in holy convocation. We know that that's just a gathering. Unto you and ye shall afflict your souls. And offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And ye shall do no work in that same day. For it is a day of atonement. To make an atonement for you. Before the Lord your God. For whatsoever soul it be that shall not be afflicted in that same day. He shall be cut off from among his people. And that's, that's strong language right there. And whatsoever soul it be that doeth any work in that same day. The same soul will I destroy from among his people. You shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest. You shall afflict your souls in the ninth day of the month 
at even, from even unto even, shall ye celebrate your Sabbath. Father, I thank you for the night, for the sweet spirit in this place. Brother Tony testified to that fact that it was just a sweet spirit. Now, God, help me for just a little while. Encourage your people through your word. Praise the name of God. <laughs> Boy, I love that word, and it's forever settled in heaven, God. I bless you for it. So, God, fill my mouth, guard my tongue. Preach me with accuracy inside the bounds of the writ. Lord, help me. I can't do it without you. Guide me, Holy Ghost, in all I say and do. Touch the hearts of those gathered in this place tonight. Let us recognize and understand what the Day of Atonement meant. We we'll praise you forever. In the name of the King, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. I, I, uh, I've got a few notes here I'm going to hit on and some things that uh, I'm going to use some. Uh, I got to thinking about Jack Lassner. First message I ever heard Jack Lassner preach, 2005, Tampa, Florida, or to Sefner Church. And Jack Lassner gets up. Johnny Reeves, while we walk into the foyer of the church, and Johnny Reeves looks at me, Brother Johnny said, you know who that is? I said, don't have any idea. He said, that's Jack Lassiter. Now, I'm not making fun of Jack. It's just how Jack was. Jack wore high waiter britches. About like that. And Jack stood. Jack's peculiar in the way he stood. You remember Jack. He preached for us. He's a great big fella, and Jack stood with his hands out like this. That's how Jack stood. He kind of looked around, and he had one eye. He's like my boss of yesteryear, Steve Galloway. He had one eye that looked one way and one that looked the other way. And he stood there, and he was eyeing me with one of those eyes when I come in. And, 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 and he's looking at me, and I'm looking at him. And, and I, I told Johnny, I said, I just don't know who Jack Lassiter is. I'm, he said, that's the preacher's preacher. You know how you are. Oh, yeah, we have him first-time impressions. I'm, Donnie Wilson, I'm thinking, they ain't no way. This guy couldn't preach his way out of a paper bag. I mean, there's just this, he just don't look. And they called him to the stand. I'll never forget it. He said, take your Bibles and turn to Leviticus chapter 16. I want to preach you to a message today on the fit man. And that's 2005, and I can still hear him saying it. I've never forgot it. I'm going to share some of the stuff Jack taught me that day in that message. And Johnny Wright, was, he was right. He's the preacher's preacher. Mike Blanton said of him, said, said, said if you can get him in the pulpit, there's none better. They may be some as good, but there's none better if you can get him there. And I loved Jack. I counted him as my friend, and, and he's gone on to glory. Out of the Day of Atonement here, it's the, only, it's, it's the only feast which requires them to afflict their souls. Out of the other seven, you're not going, or the other six, you're not going to find that. There's no affliction. It's feast day. It's party time. Let's use some modern-day vernacular. They're having a, it's a good time. It's a good time. It is this, the Day of Atonement. It's in the seventh month, and it's on the 10th day. That's a sabbatical month. That is seven, seven, you know this. Seven's important in the Word of God. 
He chooses seven. I'll just tell you, I believe we're 6,000 years into this thing and the dawning of the seventh year is about to break forth right now and look up your redemption draft nigh. It could be at any time. We know that rest happens on the seventh day. And if, uh, listen, if a day of the Lord, if a day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day and he rested on the seventh day and we're approaching that seven thousandth year, I, I don't know how far it is into that. I believe rest is on the horizon. We rest in Christ. It's him all through this day of atonement. Everything about this is Jesus. Now we've seen, we seen the bride, we've seen the bride at Pentecost, the birth of the church. Then we've seen the trumpets calling the, the assembly, which I believe transpires historically or biblically, prophetically is a better word. I believe after the calling of the church, you're going to really see this. We'll prove it in Zechariah in just a moment. There's going to be a time of the gathering of the Jews and a day of repentance and cleansing and coming back to God. God's not through with the Jews. And if you let anybody, you let anybody tell you that, they're dead wrong. Dead wrong. Now, so we know that 10 is numerically the perfect number. We can go through the Bible. Start with the 10 commandments and you can 10 all the way through. It's a picture of the law. And 10, 10, 10, 10 virgins. Just keep going. There's 10s all over the Bible. But what I want to go back to, and, and I, I don't want you to turn there, but I want to just recall some things out of chapter 16. Chapter 16, I've got three things written down that, that I'm going to use and, and interject a few things in between this, and I'll try to not keep you here too late. But in this Day of Atonement, in the Day of Atonement, there was only certain ones that could make this. As a matter of fact, there was one high priest. The high priest, the high priest was the one that was going to be able to go in to the holy place and make atonement for the sin of the people. Here's the problem. The high priest wasn't ready to go in himself. So there had to be preparation for the priest. The priest had to be prepared to go in to the holy place. The priest goes, if, if the priest goes into the holy place unqualified, he's a dead man. He dies, he dies there. As a matter of fact, there's bells on the bottom of his garment so they can hear him moving and know he's not killed over in there. But something has to happen uh, for the preparation of the priest, there has to be this. There has to be a certain offering and it has to be one for sin and then it had to be a burnt offering. So, understanding this, the priest himself had to be prepared to do the work. Are you, who's that a picture of? That's him. He's prepared to do the work. Now he's holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners. But he was capable and able. Michael sung it. Let this bitter cup pass from me. He was able to, to drink the cup. Nobody else could. You couldn't drink that cup. You can't. 
Oh no, there'll be a lot of people that'll taste the wrath of God, the bitter cup, because they've never been saved when this thing's all said and done. But you, none of us, none of us are capable or qualified to drink that cup. Bless God. But he was. And he is. The high priest had to make, bring the sacrifice for himself. And by the way, the higher you were up in the, in the working arena of the priesthood, the more it cost you. They could get by with a lamb or a goat. You'd have to bring an ox or a bull, a bullock. So it cost him more. There's a lot in that right there. That's why so many people's quitting the ministry today. They're not willing to pay the price, what it costs. But it, it cost them. If you're going to get in it, you better know it's going to cost you more than it cost everybody sitting out there. Say, well, no, it don't. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Ask one of them hundred that quit this past week. They say about a hundred a week falling down, quitting, stopping, throwing in the towel in ministry. So you puffing, you're blowing your horn. Oh, no, I'm not either. It's by the grace of God that I'm still standing here. The priest had a certain offering. Then he had a cleansing. You'll find it in, in chapter 16. He had to be cleansed. But I like this. Then he had to put on the clothing. Here, now get this. So here's the high priest. How, how many in here knows that the high priest wardrobe was a little different than everybody else's? There wasn't no doubt who the high priest was. He had the breastplate. He had the... He had the the Pope stole his cap, you know. He had the, he had the hat, the mind. He had it all. He had the long gown. I mean, there's no doubt. This is the royal robe. And you know what he done? He took that off. And he put on the plain linen of all the other priests. But that may not help nobody else. That helped me. Jesus never laid his deity down, but he laid his glory down. You know what that was on the high priest? All that fancy clothing, nobody else had that. The Urim and the Thummim, I mean, he had it all. The stones on that thing, that was his glory. When he come walking by, they say, wow, that's the high priest. He took all that off and laid it down and put on plain linen. To take the blood into the place it had to go. That's a picture of Jesus. On the day of atonement. One time a year. It had to be done. Or they're still under their sin. They're in trouble. Now. So we see the preparation of the priest. But then we see the. the, the now the priest is ready. The priest is prepared. He's made the sacrifice. He's put on the linen. He's washed. He's cleansed. He's, he's ready to do it. He's offered the blood for himself. But now, hope, hope. The, the place has to be prepared. Now, here's, here's what you think when you're reading this. How could an inanimate object, inanimate object, how could that, how could that be defiled? Why would that have to be purified? I mean, wasn't it pure? You know why? You know why? Because that had touched it. A man. Man had touched it. 
Anything man touched was corrupt. Anything. Why? Because men were corrupt. The heart's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. That, they, that, goes, from, that goes from Adam to the last one that's born before Jesus comes. So we see the, the, not only did the priest have to be prepared, but for the place he's going to take the blood, the altar, the incense, it all had to be, it all had to be cleansed. And you know how stuff's cleansed. So we have the blood, and in order for it to be in the right place, the blood had to be on the mercy seat. You'll find that in Leviticus 16, 14 through 19. You're going to find the blood is up on the mercy seat. Now when the blood gets on the mercy seat, everything's taken care of. Are you with me? You know that the, the mercy seat, the, the dimensions, the, the, the diagram of, of, of all the things in the tabernacle was just a shadow of the true. God just sent the, if you would, God sent the blueprint of what was already in glory. Are you with me? There it is, in glory. And so he sent them a blueprint. They make a copy of that. They make a, it's a shadow of the true, true, according to Hebrews. They make a copy of that. And that's going to, is going to have to put the blood on that one like the one that's sitting in heaven without blood. How many people in here know there was no blood in heaven? And if, and if, if cleansing, only, remission only come by blood, there's a problem because there's no blood in heaven. You still with me? Well, this lost part of you right there. But there's going to be blood in heaven. There was going to be blood in heaven. That's why he's the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. The blood of the lamb is going to be taken to the holy place of the true and put in the right spot. But then it's not, it's not just the altar of, or the, uh, uh, the mercy seat. It's the burning coals. Understand this. When that priest goes in behind that curtain... He has to take a handful of those coals. Blood had to be on that, by the way. Blood's on everything. Are you with me? Yes. He puts a handful of that coals in there. And when he pulls that big curtain back, he, he has to wave that in there. The smoke has to come over and cover the mercy seat. If, the, if, if he fails to get the smoke, he's working in a cloud. Is anybody with me? If the coals, the only thing he could see when he went in there was the glow and the coals. There's enough glow of the coals in the censer that he could see the outline of the mercy seat. Whew, glory to God, I'm telling you. Somebody help me right here. That is, you know what it is? Now we see through a glass darkly. It's by faith and faith, it's not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. He knows Praise God. He knows that thing's behind that curtain. I know it's somewhere else. And he knows, he knows, he can't see it real clear, but it's back there. And he's going to wave that sensor. That smoke's going to come up from that thing. And seven times, he's going to throw the blood on it. So we have the, to, to, to prepare the place, it had to be on the mercy seat, had to be on the burning coals. Now, now. I'm down to the preparation of the people. 
When you're reading chapter 16, you're going to come to, you're going to come to a thing. Now, there, um, there had to be goats. There would be two goats. And they take these goats and one, and we still use this word today. It's a familiar term, the scapegoat. Nobody wants to be the scapegoat. But in this day, that's the goat you wanted to be. That, that's the goat that's going to live. But Jesus is a picture of both goats. Are you with me? Amen. So here, now he's got, he's, he's got himself ready. Jesus prepared himself to come. Now he's got the place ready. Jesus prepared the place by his own blood. So now, but the people, the people aren't ready. You see, the priest is taken care of. And the place is taken care of. But the people aren't taken care of. Something's wrong. Why? There had to be preparation for the people. What's he going to do? Well, he's going to get two goats. This is all by the command of God. He takes two goats. He places his hand upon the goat. He confesses. First, he casts lots for the goat. We don't know which goat's going to die. Now, one goat's going to die. And one goat's going to be let go. And he takes his hands. The Bible said he places his hands up on the head of the of the scapegoat, the goat's going to be released, puts his hands up and confesses all the sins of Israel over that goat. That's a lot of sin. I've wondered often, wonder how long that took him. I'd say it's a pretty good while, wouldn't you? I, I, I guess he generalized the sin. Come down, because he certainly couldn't have called it all individually. He'd, never, he'd still be doing it today. But he's confessing the sin with his hands up on the head of this goat. Now he's about, they're going to take, they're going to take one goat and they're going to kill that goat and he's going to take the blood. He's going to take the blood of that goat. He's going to do the same thing with it that he done with the other blood. He's going to put it on that mercy seat. I'm telling you, without the shedding of blood, there is no. So there it is. It's got to be on the mercy seat. He's putting it on there. But what about the other goat? I'm going to try to do this by memory. And it's been a long, 2005 is a long time ago. But I listened to it more than once. The other goat, they have to, they search. And they find a fit man. That's another picture of Jesus. And he's going to take this goat. He's going to take this goat out to where the goat's never going to be seen again. We have that in the Psalm 103. Am I right, Jimmy? 103, as far as the east is from the west. I think that's, I'm in the right Psalm. He's going to remove it as far as the east is from the west. In other words, this goat's never coming back. This goat's a picture of the sin. He's placed a sin upon the head of this goat, but it takes the right man. It takes the right man to lead the goat out. Here's what Brother Jack said in the message. He said, as they would take that goat out and pass by encampments or villages, when the goat would go by, there would be a marker put out and they would tag it. The fit man's been by. The goat is gone. 
And so he would take that thing out into the wilderness where there wasn't anyone. He'd go and go and go. And how, how many of those? It was populated in certain areas, but not like today. You, after you walk far enough, you're where nobody else is. Chris Rumfeld, I think it was Chris, told me, he said, I heard he used to throw that goat over a bluff. I said, I don't know about that. But he takes it and he lets her go. He lets the goat go. And they said his others come walking by. They, I never forgot that. Said they'd come by and when they saw the flag, they'd say, the fit man's been there. The fit man's passed by that place. You know what I hope they say when they come to your house? The fit man's passed by your place. The fit man's passed by your place. We are marked. How many of you know that? We're marked. Praise God. We bear the marks of the Lord Christ. The fit man has been by. It was recognizable. When the fit man had been by, listen, everybody knew it. What? And the part, look, they afflict their souls. And then immediately, there's a time of rest. They afflict their souls and immediately, there's a time of rest because the sin has been dealt with. That's what we need in church today. We need, we need the fit man to come by and, and carry our sin off. And, and look, and, and I know, I know, we've been saved by the grace of God, saved by grace through faith, though. Don't get me wrong. But uh, you know what? You know what we need to do? We need to call the fit man and say, Lord, if, search me and try me and see if there be any wicked thing in me. And let the fit man carry that thing away. When he carries it away, I'm telling you, that it, the, the, heart, the heart is softened, it's tendered. Nothing like cleansing. Amen. Cleansing tenders the heart. There are alts and animosities and, and grievances. I'm telling you, they go out the window. they got to go out the window when we're tendered, when the fit man has been by. Now, so the sins are confessed over the head of the goat and the scapegoat's released. He's taking him out and he's gone. Now, to make atonement just means to cover so it wasn't gone, it was just covered. But one day Jesus showed up. And he said, the Lamb of God, behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And once, for all time, for all people, the sin debt in heaven today is zero. It's been paid. But you've got to claim the prize. Now, briefly, quickly. In Zechariah 12, we're going to see, we're going to see what, how this is. Uh, listen to this. And I'll pour... I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem. This is future. This is future. The spirit of grace and of supplications, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. 
You knew who he appeared to after he rose, don't you? Only believers. Yeah. Unbelievers never saw him once he resurrected. He only appeared to those that believed. Praise God. That'll preach. Whom they have pierced and they shall mourn for him. What are we seeing here? This is a day of atonement. It is the affliction of the soul. Vance Havner said, Vance been dead a long time, but I love that old guy. To hear him preach, he was fantastic. I never knew him, never personally. I've only heard him on CDs. He said, we're filling our churches with people that's never been condemned of sin. Therefore, they've been falsely converted. Mourneth for his only son and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying when the trumpet sounds prophetically, this thing has been from Passover. Now we're at the Day of Atonement for the Jew. For the Jew, prophetically, they're going to, they're going, the trumpet's going to gather them. They're coming to the homeland. I mean, they're coming. When I was there in 1999, uh, Brother Grover and I, and I don't know, there's four or five out of the church, I think, went. Anyway, in 99, if you would sign to fight for this piece of property, they'd build you a house, put you in it. If you was a Jew, you've got to agree that you, you'll defend it to your death. Because it's not like here. If you don't like it, you just pick up and go somewhere else. There's nowhere to go. They're surrounded by the enemy. They're not going to recognize him, but on this day of atonement, when he comes back, they're going to see the prints in his hands. And they're going to know him. And he's going to pour it on the house of David. There's one more scripture. Let me read it. In that day there shall be a fountain open to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. You know what that is? That's the day of atonement for them. We are at, we're, now, now we're cleansed. We're cleansed by the blood. Christ, it's not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. He entered one time into the holy place to obtain eternal redemption. Obtain eternal redemption for us. He's done that with his own blood. We're purged. We're, he's washed us by his own blood. Praise God. So we've been washed by his blood. His blood's on the mercy seat. His blood makes a way for us to have access to the throne of grace. We come with boldness only by his blood. It's not by good things. It's not by being pretty. It's not by whatever you've done in this life. But it's by the blood. The blood got us here. The blood will take us home. Praise God. It's by the blood. It took the blood. Do you understand? It took the blood. What is that? That's what happened on the day of atonement. The blood found the mercy seat. Glory to God. That's what Jesus done. His blood found the true mercy seat. And praise God forever. You know where we're at? Grace and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yeah, goodness and mercy. So, Day of Atonement. Maybe next week I'll do Tabernacles. We'll see what God does. That'll close this out. Some of you'll be glad. But uh, until I started looking for Jesus and every sacrifice, every offering, every move, 
in, in Leviticus, that book was a hard book to read. But when I started trying to find Jesus in every piece, in, in, in every offering, in everything that God commanded them to do, when I started trying to find Jesus in that, that book come alive to me. It changed the way I read Leviticus. And it's, it's, it's one of my top three, I'll guarantee it. And it's not easy reading. You have to read it once or twice. I'm, I'm slow. I have to read some things three or four times. But if I ever get it, I got it. And I just keep reading it until he gives it to me. If you were here tonight and you never had that blood applied, friend, if you died right now knowing what you know, what I've just disclosed to you, if you've never been saved, heaven's not going to be your home. You've obligated yourself because you've heard the gospel. The gospel does this. It, 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 the gospel turns the light on for us. Paul said, I've begotten you by the gospel. And if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost. The God of this world blind the minds of them. They blind their minds. They think, I don't need that. And you know you do need it. And you've never, you've never come forward publicly and claim Christ and ask him to be Lord and Savior of your life. The Spirit of God woos and bids you come. You ought to come tonight. And she, we stand to our feet and Verena play something soft on the piano. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.